Welcome to Ask the Pros, where I do my very best to unpack actionable, valuable insights and with the goal of helping you live your dream life. I sit down with top entrepreneurs, professionals, making a difference around the globe so they can tell their stories. In doing so, I aim to inspire and motivate other people that may be struggling or looking for a new spark around their personal life or career path. Podcast is about this whole coronavirus effect in the world in general, you know, social distancing, self-isolation. We you know, we know a lot of us have been self-isolating at home now, you know, so just to give us, a, give us your experiences on how you're coping with self-isolation, you know, for me, I'll be working from home, you know, working from home is not easy, but somebody gets to do it with the kids and the family everybody running around you know the missus as well is working from home as well so it's very it's chaotic man it's chaotic daily has your own experience about this whole coronavirus self-isolation social distancing how are you taking it it's, uh, you know to be honest it's been crazy you know because i've been out for about four weeks now i don't know as you're aware my contract got terminated just you know just before the whole thing kicked off so I've been on for about four weeks, you know. You know, it's really kind of difficult getting into another job now, getting another contract now, because most people are walking outside. So they're, they're not even doing, like, interviews, you know, you can't get face-to-face interviews, you know. But to be fair, I've been lucky, to be honest. I got something, you know, short-term contract for about 12 weeks. You know, it was um, sort of video call interview. And I'll be working from home as well. That's that's on Monday. So I'm quite lucky. It was going to be like this for the next sort of 12 to 16 weeks. Because, you know, it's not getting better. The figures are still high. You know, the death rate in the UK is still quite high. But considering the fact that, you know, we're still less than two weeks into this lockup. So hopefully, you know, after two weeks, going into the clear, the figures just start dropping. Hopefully, you know, that's, that's what it's saying about. No one knows, you know. To be honest, I think it's, it's really everyone, you know, really affecting everyone, job-wise, financially. You know. We'll see how it goes. What's it for you, Dilly? Banking. I've been in banking for a while. Dilly's in banking. Oh, okay. What um, what aspects in banking? I've done different stuff. I've done remediation. You know, yeah, the last project I did was a commercial banking reuse. You know, so um, that was the last thing I did, but. Right now, because of because the way most of the banks work, because I'm a contractor as well, so I don't really work directly for the bank. So I wasn't. They didn't even look at people like us when came to as the opportunity to work for home. Okay. You know, it's okay. a physical of parents best. You know, to work mm-hmm. for. I just thought, you know what? I think it's gonna happen for now. You know, just, Okay. okay. So Femi, how's, how's the whole coronavirus affecting you job-wise? Are, are you working from home at the moment? Uh, well, I am working from home. I love to work from home. Working from home is hard, man. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We had our second baby when um, I think we were both working from home, myself and my wife. So you probably understand why I said I like it. But, um, <laughs> apart from that aspect, um, <laughs> it's, um, well... I don't have to travel and, um, you know, I don't have to deal with the people I don't particularly um, fancy at the weekend. For me, it's actually, I'm more productive when I'm working from home. Even though I tend to work more hours, but, um, yeah, 
I think it's the trade-off to having to travel to work. So that's just the way I I see it anyway. So, but yeah, it's um, well, I'm enjoying it. The well, I get to spend uh, some time with my family as well, which is not usually the case when I'm at work. Because I tend to stay late as well and leave the house early. So, yeah, that's it from my point of view. Cool, cool. This one has the whole isolation thing coming on at your end. Well, what can I say? It hasn't really affected me that much because I was just in the process of launching a new startup when this whole corona crisis started. I've been working on that and most of the dealings I'm doing is more, I think things are a bit faster now because most of the back-end work is more admin-based and um, I'm getting my uh, my my request sent around this. It's been going really well. One thing I've identified, I know I'm in the health and social care sector. Yep. So I'm trying to shape out a project, a program to see how uh, my organization can um, contribute in dealing with this crisis, basically. So um, by next week, myself and my consultants will be launching a, 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 a package, you know, to support those families that have been affected by COVID-19, particularly those that are suffering from loss and separation. We are trying to set up a sort of program of work to help them maintain their finances, you know, to see what other services we can support them to. Because obviously there'll be families that will be uh, struggling financially, struggling with housing, struggling with the psychological trauma that comes with um, crisis like this. So. We are really trying to ship out some products for my organization to see how we can help our community. So yeah, that's, that, that has really been keeping me busy. And, uh, my thoughts and heart go to families that have been affected. I think one way or the other, I've stopped looking at the, watching the news now because just <laughs> raise the anxiety level when the numbers keep coming in as if, um, you are counting coins, you see. Yeah. Uh, like, I didn't like that. I really going. It's scary, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think, I think yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's easier to digest because there's no one I know that has been directly impacted by this whole corona thing. But, you know, it's not very far away from any of us. That's why I think it's important for us to see how best we can contribute so we don't uh, become part of the pressure that the NHS is facing. Yeah, that's how it has been for me, really. Peaceful, how are we going to get on your program? Because I think I might need it as well. Oh, that would be really helpful. Um, what, 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 at the moment, I'm going to CQC licensing, you know, to get my license to, so that will enable me to provide care and support to vulnerable families, especially the older people in my community. However, because this work is more like crisis intervention, it is not a regulated activity. So we are going to launch that by next week. And I'm hoping to have funding from um, National Electric Fund. So you can, as soon as we hit the ground running now, uh, it would be nice to to have you in 
you know, for the other things we are trying to put in place in terms of um, how we can access um, protective personal protective equipment. Okay. Because we need to go into homes where um, people are quarantined. Because the last thing they want to think about is their business. People got mortgage to pay. They got the phone bill to Atmosphere like that would be the list of their priorities. So we don't want the bills to pile up so that it become a monitor. So we want to give that intervention where we can speak to all the stakeholders, uh, like utility companies, the mortgage provider, housing association, and see if we can put a mechanism in place to hold on their bills while you know they are dealing with the crisis. Yes, okay, um, that's actually good. And there's something like that in place already. Like you could act, most of these guys could actually just go online and take like payment holidays, like on the mortgages. And, yeah. um, like gas bill, electricity, even loans and credit card payments mm. and things like that. So they could take like three months. I think they can take like three months payment holidays. And okay. even if you open it into HMRC as well, all mm. allow this three months sort of payment gap, mm. you know, because they, they all understand what sort of effects it's having on everyone. Yeah. So a lot of people have lost their jobs. Some people have had their hours reduced. Some people have had to take a pay cut as well. So, yeah, I think it's, it's really good. You know, a lot of people don't know all this stuff, but what you're doing is great because basically you're letting people know that all this stuff is sort of sort of out there for them. You know, in case they need yeah. help. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, mm. I think. I yeah, think so, sorry. Thing, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, please. My friend can ask. Um, so, how do you make money from that? Yeah. Well, um, this part of the business, I just had to sort of like. Uh, cut it out from my main business. My main business is providing care packages for older people in their home and supplying care to care homes and, uh, Sorry, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Okay. My main business, my main business, which is not a charitable business, is providing care to care homes, providing support to care nurses to hospitals. Right. And also working with some people don't want to go to care home. So they want their care to be provided to them at home. That's what we call domiciliary or living in care. So it is my role to go in and do an assessment and see what area of care they need and provide a support worker to help them meet their everyday needs. So their living standard doesn't depreciate as a result of their situation. But in terms of the corona, corona, COVID thing, intervention work that I'm, 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 I'm piloting, there is um, it's not for profit. It's more like just giving back and helping families that are in crisis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm a social, I'm a social worker and I've been to the tech and social care industry quite a long time. So it's always, always been something that I enjoy doing, just going out, reaching out to people. So I've just got to remember, you know, I can still do what I enjoy and make a business out of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's it, yeah. So in terms of my clients, the local authority, NHS, I'm a, I'm a typical kind of client from private individuals. I want to buy care packages for their family members. It's a rewarding program, to be honest. And um, next year, we also have other initiatives that we are working on to set up a home for young people with 
learning, mind learning disability. Learning disability. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it should be like yeah. 16, 16 to 21 years old where they can stay and get that holistic package in terms of accommodation, yeah. mm-hmm. access to education, access to training. We support them with developing independent daily living skills. You know, okay. how to cook, how to maintain their budget, pay bills for two years. Okay. Then after two years, we we'll work with the local authority to rehouse them and integrate them back into the community. Okay. So that's another project we'll, we'll, we'll go on the pipeline. What you're trying to do is to is to help people that have been impacted with COVID-19, right? Yeah. I like in this era that we have to work out, you understand? And I believe this country that we are, uh, I could voluntarily fight a war for them. Because you look at what is happening in our home country and what is happening here, you can see a vast difference between the two systems. And I, I was really amazed to see that over half a million people came out from retirement and from every different aspect of their life to volunteer to support the NHS. I just think, you know, we can always give, we can also give our bits and pieces back to the system. My question would be, you know, the, the way, the way we've, um, the, the government here have, have told us to self-isolate, which the government in Nigeria are also telling people in Nigeria to self-isolate. Now, do we, do you guys think that this self-isolation will really work in Nigeria? Because here, if, in you know in you know in all fairness in the U, in the UK the system can support that, but in Nigeria I don't really think that we have the system in Nigeria to to support this whole self isolation issue. What is your take on it, guys? Yeah, Dele, yeah, go. Uh, yeah, as a sign. So I think yeah, I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's it's the best thing to do to be fair, even in Nigeria as well. It's just that it's gonna be more difficult in Nigeria today because a lot of people, you know, actually make the income on a daily if that makes sense so mm-hmm. you know they go out on the day try and look for work for that day they get paid so that's how majority not majority of the people but a lot of people you know make money through that and it's going to be difficult for them if they have to sit down for two weeks and you know there's not really much support from the government for these people but what we need to understand as well is even though there's no support for them the self-isolation is really really important in the sense that you know they're trying to reduce how this virus has been passed from one person to the other you know and i think to be fair i think nigeria is doing a good job for you know trying because i didn't think they were going to shut the airports down but we're just going to allow people keep coming in and you know bringing the virus into the country but they've done they've done all right you know it's not the best but i think they've done all right it's going to be difficult you know for people to stay out for two weeks at any sort of income and they're not really getting much help from the government as well but if they don't do that it could be worse imagine if it was nigeria that you know this number of people dying on a daily I mean, in the UK, I think about over 700 people still passed away in the last 24 hours. Imagine if that was Nigeria. Imagine if it was Nigeria, a thousand people were going into hospital every day. You know, they can't cope with that. That's that's just a fact. I think the self-isolation, if the people that, you know, follow it and, you know, they're religious about it, then hopefully it should help, you know, reduce the outbreak.
in in Nigeria and other African countries as so, well. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, Pisman, what's your what's your take on this self isolation in Nigeria and here? Do you think it will really work in Nigeria? The self isolation. First of all, I just think it's a bogus move for Nigeria to even start thinking about self-isolating a, a, a system a, a, a system that doesn't have the mechanism to power that sort of thinking. You understand? The UK is easy for them to do that because they plan it out. They worked out all the scenario. They know those that are in work. They know those that are not in work. They know small businesses that are going to be affected. They have all the infrastructure in place because they have a system that works. That says to pay you up to 80% of your wages if you stay at home. Nigeria can just watch CNN and say, you know what? Self-isolation and social distancing when we haven't actually got a structure in place. You think you're giving out free food and people are busy queuing or fighting like a stampede to get two cup of rice. And at the same time, you are advocating uh, social distancing. You will in front of you. They are not doing any social distancing. Yeah, if you go to shop, you can see social distancing at work. The system isn't there. The electricity isn't there for people to store enough food that will keep them going. The infrastructure is not there for small businesses to survive throughout this period. The only people that are really enjoying the self-isolation and social system is the elite. The treatment that they've got is for the elite. Hopefully, we'll be able to learn from this experience that, you know, busy flying your children and, and family abroad, one day there will be no abroad to go to. And then you have to live by your own by your own live, 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 live and, and, and get your karma. That's what I believe is happening right now. You know, I'm not a big fan of, of, of churches. Why I think this is the point where the church is supposed to come forward. And I believe, I believe churches in Nigeria are far richer than the, than the country itself. It's hard to have come forward, open up the churches, use those places as a refuge for members, for those that haven't got, um, the, uh, the, the resources, you know, to look after themselves as a result of this crisis, you know. So I, I just feel what is happening in that country is a shame and it's a topic that we can argue about for ages, you know. Uh, it's really sad to see that our people are being treated so badly by our, by our politicians. We, we, the UK today, we are saying the UK, 700 people died last night. How do we really get our statistics from Nigeria? How do you know? The only people that are diagnosed with this illness are Tico's son, uh, chief of general staff, but they <laughs> went through, they've went a lot, but the poor people are not being diagnosed. They're not being talked talk about because they are, they are irrelevant. And that's the system we face. Many of them might be inside the house, dying off from this disease. We really need to look at what works for us. We cannot just be acting like a muppet, basically. Because what the Western world is doing this, we jump into it and do it. We first of all need to assess our own capabilities before making I don't think it was a proper uh, thoughtful process, to be honest. That's what, what, that's what do you suggest thing. they should have done then? Pardon? Yeah, what 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 do you suggest the Nigerian government would have done? Well, the, no, thing no, is, no. the thing is, 
Yeah, if not self-isolation, you know, social distancing, which is what a video would have done at this at this point in time. Well, I think that's a difficult, that's a million-dollar question because there is no realistic chance that they will be able to do this social distancing and self-isolation the way it's been done here. We've seen it. We've seen it in the last few weeks. How the giving out of free food and free meal across the country. Those people are not social distancing. So we are not really doing it. We're just <laughs> saying it because we just want to join the list of countries actually pursuing it. Our culture, our system doesn't encourage that. This is the reason why hopefully they will learn lessons to invest in infrastructure, to invest in people, to invest in hospitals, build good hospitals, build good educational system, build good research lab. Why the developed countries are busy pumping money into research and development to find cure? They are all competing to find cure. Our people are busy there, still about to pay money offline, to pay money online to pastors and doing night vigil and prayer after prayer after prayer. I think we need a more rational thinking, pragmatic way of doing things. So in terms of this crisis, I don't think Nigeria is set up to deal with crisis like this because we don't have the infrastructure in place. Sorry to say, but I think uh, from what I can see, that's my take on it. So for me, I'll say that um, yeah, for an agri-repeast man, we don't have the infrastructure to support the uh, self-isolation. But if we don't um, self-isolate, then what are the options? Is either the government is accepting of a fact as well that maybe a certain number of people will die, but I don't think um, we are that sophisticated at the moment <laughs> to have the kind of data models to be able to predict yeah. the number of people that will die or be impacted, <laughs> and then maybe take risk-based approach as well. And I'm yeah. equally sure as well that maybe not enough study has been done to see what the uh, yeah. rate is for that uh, yeah. disease and maybe a uh, yeah. um, hot, um, hot climate of the world. That yeah. would um, be here. So I think as well that um, maybe self-isolation will go. It's probably the only choice we have, but I don't think it was a, it's equally, it has equally been a thoughtful approach. Yeah. Maybe the jobs are yeah. arrived at that conclusion because um, everyone is doing it. <laughs> um, exactly. Because some of the people would die out of poverty anyway. Right now, you know. 8,000 children die. 8,000 children per day die of hunger. That's what the order can say. The whole thing about this COVID-19 is because it affects, it got no respect for class. It got no respect for race. And if you really look at majority of people affected by the COVID, are most celebrities. That's why the, that's why God is firepower behind it. Everybody's jumping on it. People don't talk about hunger, hunger like that in Africa. They don't talk about malaria. They don't talk about real issues that have been affecting uh, people in Africa. It's not a big deal. But this one is a big deal because it's got no respect for who you are, basically. Yeah, um, guys, um, someone coming in. Yeah, yeah, he can, he, he can, he can imagine just joining now. You know, my, my friend from, from Yankee. You know, Doctor Doctor Iken Amadu. Yankee. <laughs> Yankee, uh, Yankee is American. It was Yankee. From the United States. <laughs> hey, hey guys. Uh, I'm, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Iken, okay, yeah. I can hear you, man. Okay. 
So, so um, yeah, Doctor Ikenamadu is in the house. Yeah. So, what are you guys talking about? Uh, Everyone, he cannot take on this as well. So we're just talking about this self isolation thing that is going on in the UK and probably in America as well. That Nigeria, where we are from, you know, they are also self isolating. Can it really? Can this really work in Nigeria? Given that you know the normal man in Nigeria probably fends for himself every day you know if he do, if he doesn't go out he, he can't get what to eat you know so we we are just talking about can this really work in nigeria or not or it's just the government it's just the way for the government to just make more money from this whole thing you know haven't have haven't said that you know the lives of dangote and all the billionaires in nigeria they've don- donated a lot of money through the government yeah it's it's, it's very it's very hard to, to measure right i mean on, on one hand you need to self-isolate you know, just to just to curb you know uh, viral transmission, but on the other hand, right? You know, these are these are Western Western ways with Western infrastructure with Western you know things. You know, like you know, to your yeah. point, average an average Nigerian needs to go out and hustle, right? Yes. So the food they can eat tomorrow is dependent on the food, the activity that you carried out. You know, either last week or you know a couple of days before. You know. Yeah. And, that, that comes that comes the need for the government to step in and support the 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 citizens with you know food you know like just the basic necessities you know but you know we've we've been living in nigeria all over the world the basic necessities have never been basic right oh. so now you have a virus that is not only threatening i, I would even say the people that are, are, are at risk in Nigeria of catching this virus are the rich and the elite. Because only only them can interact with people from London, <laughs> only them can interact with people from Italy, only them can interact with America, right? Hmm. Uh, and it's going to trickle down. Um so I mean, yeah, do they yeah, they, they have some 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 skin in the game in terms of you know participating to reduce the transmission. But yeah, to your point, it's just it's a very hard thing to do. And hard thing to implement in Nigeria just because of how our daily bread is structured, Ooh. you know. So yeah, yeah but but it's, it's needed. It's need, you know you you it, 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 there's no way this stuff will end uh, if if we all don't participate in this self isolation. So if we participate, if 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 my community is doing it and the neighbors next door are not doing it, then it's a waste of time. Because the neighbors next door will now come and infect the people that have been at home for the next, for the last you know, two or three weeks, and then the cycle starts all over again. I think it's very, it's very hard to achieve because I, I saw a video on Instagram today. One of these um, musicians in Afrobeat guys in Nigeria, you know, sharing, sharing food to people and they, they were all together, you know, struggling for food and trying to grab him and all that. How, how, okay. First, if, 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 if someone in, in that, in that group has got, has got this coronavirus, he, he or she would definitely pass it on. You know, it, it's hard. And, and, and these, and these no, guys in Nigeria, they, they, they think, they, 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 they think this thing is for likes, you know, it's for likes and how many, how, how many, how many videos they pour out. Seeing people, people seeing them sharing food and, and money, you know, would probably give them more likes. It is not a joke. It is, it, it is real. But who are you to blame then? People going out to search, search for, to grab food or especially giving out the food in light of this and yeah. um, isolation thing. That's the thing. What we need to understand here in Western, in the developed world, 
they have provision for someone that is unemployed to be able to eat. They have provision for the old to be able to get support, to get food, to get water, to get light. They have support for pregnant women. They have support for those that just had babies. They have support for families that don't have a job. They can keep the roof over your head for as long as you can. It's safe net. This system is already there. So it's not, it's easy for them to move it around to make it work. Yeah, but we haven't got that. We haven't got that. So we just kind of like jumping into the vanguard because everyone, everyone else is doing it. We have these systems in place, and they're not even enough to support what's going on right now. So can you imagine um, back home? You know, I mean, if you look at Italy, I mean, Italy's advanced type of health. You know, I mean, if you look at countries that actually were were shook by the. China is a beast when it comes to, you know, I mean, you saw them building hospitals in six days and, you know, Indeed, building yeah. infrastructure, yeah. but there was still impact. So can you imagine us that we, have, we, you know, our house back home that don't have, we don't even have like, they don't even talk about, you know, healthcare. We don't even have don't, power, right? We don't have the data, the information, the yeah. data. How many people are unemployed? How many people got complex medical needs or underlying medical needs in Nigeria? Who are the most vulnerable? We don't have that information. We don't have it. Then we start pretending yeah. as if we are like, the prime minister wrote a letter to all old people with underlying medical needs. They were able to get their name, get their job. And he sent a letter to all of them, advising them the reason why they should follow the government guidance. For the we don't have that system in place. We don't have it. So money coming in. Yeah, go to ahead. be fair, to be honest with you, I think you know it's just because in Nigeria a lot of people still don't understand how serious this is. Because even in the UK as well, you know, as far back as ten days ago, there's still a lot of people using the underground. But, but people seriously when they had the numbers of people passing away every day. Because there are still people using the underground. They're still, you know how busy the underground is every morning. People are still trying to get to work and stuff. But I think when a lot of people started passing away in the UK, it took it a bit more seriously. In Nigeria now, some people still think it's a joke, you know. So it's really, and I do agree with you guys. And you know, we've not got the facilities in Nigeria, but I think this stuff is more than you know. Because one thing is, once this happens to anyone, the last thing they think about is money. The last thing they think about is food. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a dead sentence, quite all right, but it's something really serious. So I think everyone just needs to do it because there's no point in even the United Kingdom and America doing it. Just Nigeria's not gonna do it because a lot of people still gonna come back. Even do this stuff in Nigeria, yeah. Yeah, they're just gonna come here. And people, just the same way, you know, people here, you know, so okay. I think for me personally, I think it's really important for everyone to take it seriously, the self-isolation and all that. Yeah. You see, you see, the thing about this self-isolation thing and the government policy, there's a reason for it. If you look at the government broadcast every day, there's a, there's a chart where they put the worst case scenario, how much the NHS can take. The whole point of it is to help reduce the scale because the government is taking a herd immunity, uh, approach. I'm sure you can tell us more about that, right? If everybody become infected at the same time, the aim is to get 60% of the population to go through it. 
to be affected by this virus we don't know but they want to control how it's going to happen so that the nhs will be able to cater for the need because if too many people get it at the same time the nhs will be too pressured to look after those people that's why they're saying maintain the social distance so that the rate of infection will reduce so that the hospitals can handle it and right. there's also a strategy to come out of the plan as well before the government announced it, the government announced a series of packages for its citizens. But when I was listening to Nigerians and Nigerians announcement, it was nothing for the citizens. They say stay at home, that they walk out all of the days. Person chaos. The people are going to listen to you. It's between coronavirus and to feed your children. You know, all of you die in that in that room in it. Uh, and passengers or look face me and face you system, you'll be forced to go out. <laughs> so you have to take, you have to get the balance. What do I do? Should I say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sick. I've got nothing to feed my children. People are faced with that situation every day, every day. And this is the thing about our country. Why is it that the churches are far, far richer than the country? This is the time they should show that charitable cause. Look at all the system we have here. There are online courses where children can access courses, some uh, access and um, teaching that used to be charged. Now they are all free because they want to give back. The electricity companies, they are giving free. Like, you know, for now, just have it. Everybody is putting their bits in. That's a good way to support the country. But if you look at us, uh, the rich are just transferring money between their savings accounts and current accounts. <laughs> and they're putting it there in the media. They're giving one billion, two billion. But no one is saying it. So I'm um, requesting, why is it that these billions are coming out? Why can't they say rich? Why hasn't they put that billion into their local hospital? Do you know what? I'm giving this to this hospital because our people are dying every day from malaria. So the pocket in our country is, is on a scale I've never seen before. So this man, you mentioned um you mentioned um purchase twice now. I think um I would like to make a comment on that point actually. I don't think it's the function of the church. Well maybe it's part of the functions of the church to do charitable activities. But I don't think we should necessarily be calling them out at this time for them to do anything. It is solely the responsibility of the government to put infrastructure in place to ensure the uh, safety net and the social well-being of the uh, people is very paramount to them. So I don't think it's fair or necessarily fair to um, uh, maybe call out the church and say maybe they're richer than um, uh, the, the country or whatever. I agree they should be doing something. Um, they might be doing, and uh, maybe it's not really clear to us, or maybe they're not even doing, but it is solely the responsibility of the government to be accountable for those things, and that's where the box should stop, and not, um, I don't think the church will share so much of it. But it's a government for the people by the people, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. We are all part but, of the but you know, you know, like I said, the same way it's hard to implement, um, you know, these lockdowns, in Nigeria, I think we also have to factor in the importance of how people place religion over anything. I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Right? Because there are people that are still, they were congregating because, you know, their churches told them that, you know, they're, they're going to rain down, you know, health, blessings yeah. that will cure people, you know. <laughs> and then obviously the, the, the ultimate thing is to, to, to tie it's the time towards that. Um, so I think that's 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 the stew that is Nigeria. 
right? If you think about it, you know, churches play more. People people follow what their churches say more than what the government you know, saying, any yeah. kind of government. This is a serious issue that is affecting thousands of families and people there, and including us, because we are all going through a lifestyle change that we never anticipated. You know, so I, I was thinking Ikena will tell us more about Ikena. You stay there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ikena is there. Thinking, I don't know how you can educate us on the head. Is it is it head immunity? How does that work? I mean, it, it, I mean, so you're talking about like the strategy that UK the UK implemented before yeah, our approach. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, 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 I think it's maybe it's, it's, I guess it's more straightforward for me. But basically, they were just hoping on the fact that if more more people got it, then it will dampen the the the, the effects. And, and, and people will build immunity, and then people will um, you know uh, essentially quell the virus infection. But you know there are a lot of things that you know we don't know about this virus. You know, okay. at that point, so herd immunity was probably not the way to go. You know, obviously, I think you talked about the, the fact that it would encourage to impact the healthcare system of many countries. You know, faster than they could actually, you know, replenish things. So those are the things that you know a lot of factors that, that were at play that they couldn't really uh, touch on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, herd immunity is 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 an old adage, but it's basically trying to use the fact that you know hey we all get it then it has less of an impact um but that was that was not the case so you have people that are you know asymptomatic uh, and and are still spreading virus you have people that are symptomatic with mouth flu like symptoms and then you have you know a whole of people that were susceptible but it wasn't like straightforward it wasn't like everyone was getting it and getting the same kind of response Right, mm. and that's where herd immunity probably is probably best. Everyone getting it, getting the same kind of response. But now, you know, everyone is responding differently. So, how you you with your underlying symptoms? Um, sorry, if you have underlying complication uh, issues, then you respond differently from the way I would respond, or, or how most people respond. So, I mean, ultimately, it looks like the UK is the other route of self-isolation, which is Probably better for now. Okay, it's true that if someone gets it once, you can't get it again. Um, in theory, yes, that's what that that's how you know that's how you build immunity, right? Um, but like I said, there's a lot we don't know about this virus. Mm-hmm. So, so right now, you know, if you ask me as as a virologist, I would say yes. Once you're exposed. It, it's highly online. So, you know, viruses mutate. So that's why you, you have to take a different flu shot every time, you know, because of the real talk with, with, the, with the flu vaccine. With, with, sorry, not with the flu vaccine, with the flu. Um, you know, so it's very likely that, you know, what infected you today and you had the coronavirus um, infection will not be able to infect you again, you know, but you don't know if this is a seasonal thing. So if it becomes seasonal, then that means uh, the next season it might be a different mutation, or the antibody that your body re- recognizes might not recognize this new epitope uh, to block the infection. So it's 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 very it's still very dynamic. It's still very new. But for now, you know, if you ask anyone, the ex- the expectation is, you know, once you've gone through this, then you are immune. 
Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but what's all this conspiracy going on about 5G and coronavirus? How, how, does, how does that correlate? Because I, I don't really understand, understand that, you know. That is all, you know, that is, that is rubbish. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard people talk about how uh, 5G makes you basically generate the virus inside you. That's, most, that's, that's like biology 101. That doesn't even make sense. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a physicist, right? But, uh, you know, but as I understand 5G and, and, you know, please don't quote me, 5G is more about, um, microwave, you know, so, and then the people are talking about radiation, which is very different. You know, you have ionized radiation, which is the one that is, the one that they use in bombs. Gamma, you know, gamma rays. Gamma actually, ray, yeah. Like things like that, that actually, you know, you need a shield to protect you from, you know. But 5G is only just microwave. So, so if you use a microwave, then you are probably, if that's based on your logic, you, know, you should be cooking a virus right now inside you, you know. Um, so that's really, I, I don't even like to entertain that because that, that, that literally makes no sense. And then Nigeria has no 5G. So how is the virus spreading there? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. How, we don't. How, yeah, we don't. You know, we don't have five G in Nigeria. It's true. It doesn't matter, right? You know, um, if you are scared of five G, then you be scared of four G. Because the rate, the the the, the microwave, right? Five G and four G are not that. The only difference is five G allows you to package more data better mm. and allows you to get more faster information. And this is just me, my layman terms. You know, and I'm sure that more technically, you know, uh, well, uh, it's more technically, technically can, can probably come online and do that. But uh, like I said, the difference is microwaves versus ionizing radiation. And ionizing radiation is what you don't want. 5G does not produce ionizing radiation, right? Um, so everybody else can, can read, and, you know, like I said, if they feel like fear, what what going to kill us? COVID is not uh, the virus; it's just the fear factor it generates, and people are feeding off that fear. Let me uh, put a scene on that as well. Um, okay. Well, so the, the basis of this whole five G um, issue, really, I think you've actually summarized it in saying that if you're scared of five G, then you should look at the impact of four G as well, which has been next to minimal. Would it have um, effects? Yes, it might have certain effects that are probably not known at the moment. But 4G right. has not been proven to have anything. And definitely one of the effects would not be um, COVID-19. But exactly. the actual genesis of this issue is as a result of um, Huawei's prominence. Mm. If you look at the genesis of this, you'd you be surprised that actually that maybe from the West or whatever. Because normally mm. Ericsson would be the one, Ericsson as a company, a Swedish company, and maybe all the GS firms would be the ones to actually pilot um, maybe the 5G network to Africa, UK, etc. I think that um, even Trump did not want um, um, Britain to actually get Huawei on board, the Rulers um, 5G network. So I'm sure, or I suspect strongly, that those uh, big companies are the ones behind that um, news or the propaganda, whatever you want to call it. This is as I understand it. Huawei it was more an issue of national security, right? So you can't yeah. have, you know, you can't have, you know, 
um, a government-backed operation, you know, being the pipeline for every every information flow, you know, for non-civilians and people that are in government, right? Yes, you know, some in some ways, I'm sure America wanted to protect the 5G business or whatever business Huawei is for American companies. But I think at the core of the the disruption of, of Huawei's uh, operations is national security. Uh, yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm not. I, I don't like to dig too deep into um, conspiracies, but um, that's what I remember it as. Yeah, well, that is part of it. That is part of it, and um, that I am almost certain that that's the basis. And what this will boil down to is that uh, maybe Ericsson's 5G is better yeah. than or uh, superior to, to Huawei's 5G. That's what's right. going to be, because um, if you look at the genetics of all these things, I don't think, oh, well, 5G has been piloted in um, in Wuhan. With the, um, yeah. yeah, so, you know. Well, I mean, 5G is, is in London. I mean, if you have T-Mobile, if you've driven through London, you've probably, if you have a 5G capable, exactly. yeah. um, capable um, phone, then you probably tap into that network. And you know, lo and behold, you haven't caught the virus yet. You know, exactly. you know, let people understand that five G has been around. Though it's not like we don't have a we don't have a closed system in terms of five G, but five G has been around at least a year or two. Yep. So, yeah, and it's in Nigeria as well. Maybe not in um exactly white solution, but the the, the capabilities are there. Exactly, I know MTN does. Um, I have a friend that works there. In fact, yeah. that actually we discussed this. I think November, October of last year. When they have a pres- they, they did um, some sort of presentation that I watched on YouTube right. on um, the capabilities of 5G in Nigeria, and they were like they were actually ready to launch and pilot for private organizations, exactly. using maybe healthcare, etc., do, doing all those kind of things. So it could be already maybe not really available, but yeah. it's not going to yeah, it's, it's not a closed it's not a closed system as of yeah. yet. Okay. There are pockets of places, you know, especially large cities. So you know, yeah. big argument that people spread around. You, you would think London would be the epicenter of of this COVID virus, exactly. or you would yep. think uh, Londoners or yeah, where I am. You think yeah, because Seattle definitely has five G coverage. You know, yep. so you would think okay. this place would be the epicenter. It is, but it's not like it, people are not falling and dying. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's. You know, it's just conspiracy. Speaking of saying that, I was going to ask: Is it is it true that some people can actually go through this whole the whole life support of getting this virus without even knowing? Yeah, with so, having zero symptoms. Y- yes, it's you know now what we know is people can actually be infected and not know that they're infectious and not mm-hmm. n- not have any kind of you know symptoms. you know. Popular symptoms like like the like like the cold or the flu related symptoms, mm. and then people go around and you know just like I'm I'm having this conversation with you, you know I'm talking to you, and if you were in person, you know everyone generates micro drop droplets, right? And these dro- micro droplets are you know laden with virus. You know? So these guys are going around talking to people, not knowing that you know they're just just get every normal conversation mm. generates. So you, you're not knowing that you're spreading the virus. So you're essentially a carrier, you know, but you're like a Trojan horse. Does that make sense? Is that, I, I always have to say, oh, right? You, know, you, you just don't know, right? You just don't know that you're, you're, you're like carrier, like you're, you're the one that, that goes to your church or goes to your mosque, goes to your office. 
and is spreading this thing around because you're not infected yeah. and you don't you don't have that you know um so so that's this so that's why they want people to stay home that's why they want people now to wear masks you know um just just basically you know out of abundance of caution reduce that spread okay i was reading how, how, long, do you, how long do you reckon this whole self-isolation would last for because i don't think is everything is going to go back to normal after a few weeks no no i mean I am, but also it's also it's also in waves right you know we in seattle we started before anyone in the u.s right because we we, we were getting hard hits right um so we are still like maybe i think we're in week three or week four um and then you know then you see other other states doing that like oregon california you know you know um new york obviously um so it, it's everyone started at a different time so everyone's peak viral load is going to be different right so, so we saw your numbers so, sorry to cut you saw your numbers coming down now are your numbers yeah, reduced yeah. i mean i mean it's, it's, it's yes so I, I, I would just say numbers are encouraging i wouldn't say that you know that they're, they're falling off the cliff um but the numbers are starting to show the effect of the isolation okay yeah, yeah. so every everyone is going to go through i mean china did it right um obviously china had to enforce um but um everyone has to just do it right you know or do it and follow that guidance to the best of that, that they can because you know okay. it's going to happen it's going to peak a lot of people god forbid are going to die um and we uh, you know but to to reduce that number we all have to kind of self-isolate for a little bit uh easier said than, than done obviously as you guys can understand um but it, it just has to happen in terms of people that get infected the number as is kind of like looking for encouraging but the number of people progressing from critical stage to recovering is is not it's like 50 percent yeah so you're saying the number of people that actually uh that's you like know, critical are, are state. yeah yeah so yeah, recovering I mean, between that and death is 50 percent. that was really shocking to be honest when I saw it, it. Is. and, and you know, like i said it's a new virus no one knows right but you know like i said with any kind of information there are a lot of things that you know you have to take away from this. We're not okay. everyone has a different genetic makeup, right? Mm. How you respond to something might be very different, right? Like I, I take uh, Benadryl. I don't know if you guys know what Benadryl is. Um, yeah. You know, so the way I respond to antihistamines, it knocks me off, right? Like I can't even like it's like I'm drunk. I can't do anything. Just just one pill. But when my wife takes it, she doesn't even feel anything. Yeah. It's right. like chloroquine as well. Chloroquine each me like mad. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. You're right. So yeah. and the way people, some people itch and need a um, peritone chloroquine, right? Yeah. I I use chloroquine. It doesn't affect me, right? Yeah. So our, our genetic makeup is so so diverse, you know. So ultimately, you know, there's going to be a lot of data trying to match outcome. So outcome meaning you survive or you didn't survive yeah. with, with genetics. And that's that's the next phase in science. Science right now is all about taking a deep dive into what makes me different from Kess, right? Mm. I, you know why does Ikenafuri have same cancer, but mm. you know Kess has been standing in the same sun with me, and Kess mm. doesn't have cancer, right? Because mm. 
are just gen genetic, you know, on the DNA level, we're very, very similar, but there are little, little tweaks that affect outcome. And that's what we need mm. to fight with this uh, whole virus situation. Same thing with cancer. It's not just, you know, it's not just because of infectious diseases. Uh, it, it underlines how we respond to a lot of things. Hmm. So should we all be wearing masks then? <laughs> yeah, if you're going outside um, and you're engaging with people, I think out of an abundance of caution, you should. Um, it's, it's, you know, keeping that distance is good, but if you're wearing a mask, it just adds another layer of protection, which is, which is all that they ask it. Just basically minimize what you're already, it just, you're already minimizing, just add more minimization on top of it <laughs> and, and, and see how far that goes. You know, if you really look at all the information right now, uh, we're at this inflection point because now, now it's almost desperate. They're saying, stay six, you know, stay in your houses. If you have to be outside, stay six feet away. If you have to be, you know, six feet away, wear a mask. You know, I mean, it's it's just abundance of caution, you know, and you cannot have enough of that because, like I said, we don't know who will respond uh, favorably, favorably being slight cold. And, and or you know unfavorably being you know critical and you know almost at the risk of death yeah yeah but but you know, from your from your experience of creating vaccines you know what what would you think or what would you propose would be the timeline to produce a vaccine that would you know combat this coronavirus thing the number that i'm here right now are you know usually about maybe you know 15 months so maybe like 12 to 18 months is the number of people kick around and, and, and that makes sense right because you have to you have to go through a very rigorous regulatory procedure right you have to first make sure this vaccine works um well you know in in animals right you have to do animal studies then you have to then go towards, you know, is this safe in just regular people? And then, you know, then you start adding numbers to show efficacy. So all these require, you know, little roadblocks, right? You go, you know, it's, it's like um, it's like a checkpoint, you know. You go to this checkpoint, make sure if, if I give animals, can they protect animals? If, that, if, if animals are protected, that's a really, really good um, encouraging data that you want to have. And then you want to now see that, um, that dose or uh, you know that effective dose has any effect on um healthy people right so you want to scale that up you know see how that goes and if that goes well then you start you know incorporating um people that are afflicted um to to get a sense of uh uh you know efficacy and that takes time you know all these steps take time, but it's, it's also basically now turn around and say with certainty that hey, we've done this. You know, we've verified this uh, vaccine, and now it's safe for people. Um, and that's and that's all that's, that 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 needs to be done. You know, but I I will say this: um, the fact that we're saying twelve, to, you know, you know, whatever twelve to eighteen months, that is still very 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 fast. You know, so. Hmm. I, I I take it a step back. So my my thesis was on SARS, right? So my thesis was you know characterizing SARS and how SARS gets into your body. And at that point in time, from having the sequence, even talking about drugs, we'd have been talking about years. Right? And we didn't have the technologies that we have in place now. So now you can test for COVID 
you know, there's, there's, there's a 15 minutes test, there's a 45 minute test, there's a test that takes, uh, it's, it's PCR, preliminary chain reaction. And that takes, you know, maybe 24 hours to, to come around. We didn't have any of this. But now we have not only the test that can verify if you're positive, but also we, we, ha we have technology and platforms that now can shorten the space of identifying a candidates to having a drug in the markets. So there's a lot of things that are, you know, are working in our favor. We just need to let them, uh, you know, take their natural uh, steps forward. But, but in terms of in terms of um, isolation and social distancing, you know, what what would you think? You know, how how long do you think that's going to last? Because because you, you you just said we're looking at twelve to eighteen months to actually maybe maybe produce a vaccine for 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 days. You know, so are you are you would you suggest or you know are we still going to self isolate for a long time? Right. So you know, yes, we're self isolating, and yes, infections are taking place. So you know, you know, back back to my 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 brother's points about herd immunity. Herd immunity is is still working in the background, mm -hmm. right? People are getting infected. You know, people are are, are recovering. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I mean, it's there's still some spread. We we are getting. Um, I, I, I hate to say vaccinated, but, but but we are getting some some of that protection. You know, that, some, of that, some of that protection will, will still be in play in the background. Um, transmission will be down. You know, our impact on the healthcare system will be down. But, you know, it's all the same play. But, yes, you you know, in terms of uh, timeline, I, I, I couldn't tell you. It just depends on what area you are or when you started. Usually people start to see um, some effect occurring, you know, you know, within a couple of weeks. So we've been in for a while. We're just starting to see that effect. But China had to go dark for what a month, a month and a half, you know. So it it varies. It varies from region to region. It varies on the guidance. It varies on how strict people are, you know. Take this right. I think from a go from a government perspective, yeah, they are looking at the economical damage yeah. because they locking down locking people out this the hotel lockdown and social distance isolation is not good for the economy. So now they have to make a balance. Keeping people locked down at home and damaging the economy further. So that's where the head immunity approach will come into play. Where do yeah. they identify the number of people that have gone through it, release them to go about their normal life. For instance, our minister of health was diagnosed about two weeks ago. Now he just come out of isolation. He's back to work. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But what so have gotten it once they are, once they come off it. I think government wants to use the system whereby you've gotten you've come off it, then you can return back to work as normal and gradually reintroduce people into like map it out like that. Because it's going to just damage the economy once right. and the recession. So I, 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 will, I, I will also, I will also, you know, because I think a lot of the discussion is really centered around Nigeria, not so much about where we are. I will say this, before Nigeria went into lockdown, was well, well, a week, two weeks ago, remember, mm. this, this, this thing has been in China since uh, November. Can you imagine how many people have flown from China to Nigeria? So Nigeria was already exposed. People have probably had this and and moved on since. You, you're, yeah. you're so there are 
Wow, that's, in wow, play, that's, that's true. You know, you know, there are things in play that we, you know, that we're just not, just because we don't have the data apparatus uh, most countries have. You know, there are things in play in Nigeria that are just, you know, for lack of better terms, saving us that we don't know. Because, you know, like I said, Nigeria is a very straightforward, uh, straight corridor from to China. You know, people yeah. have been Chinese, Chinese have been coming to Nigeria, you know, to help build infrastructure. There's been a lot of exchange of, 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 of that virus before we actually officially started to acknowledge it. Just keep that in mind too. So we've had a three months, you know, you know I mean, this is, we just started uh, April, but we've had uh, a three to four month runway of exposure before we officially called it what it was. But if you look back now, and I'm talking to a lot of friends, um, there was a time in December when everyone had this flu that was just knocking people out. Everyone mm -hmm. had this that made them stay two weeks, three weeks at home. So it's very, very possible that we've been exposed mm -hmm. long before this and that immunity has been, has been built. So just keep, yeah. you know, it's not a static thing. You know, it's always dynamic. The things that happen before we start having this conversation, and the things will happen after we've had this conversation. Yeah, it's dynamic, yeah. yeah. It's funny that all the people, the people that live in Nigeria, they didn't, they didn't come from China, at least most of them are from the UK. Yeah, so it's yeah. That, that, that's I a think new... I went to China, I didn't come with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, no, but, but I guess my, my point is, you know, we've probably, you know, lots of us, have, you know, lots of lots, lots of my friends and our loved ones at home have probably been exposed to what they thought was malaria. Because obviously the first... I died of this. Well, yeah, hopefully not died. But <laughs> hopefully not died. But, you know, you know, you know, back home, our first bet is to treat malaria. Right, that's the first thing you think about. Like we don't think about, you know, even though you know, I mean, we have last time that is also highly, 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 highly contagious and dangerous. Um, but you know, we don't think about those viruses. We think about malaria. So the first thing they do is give you the malaria drugs. You know, that's a conversation in terms of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. Mm. Uh, yeah. So one of the questions, Mikina, uh, is that. Is it possible that the virus was manufactured in the lab? No, impossible. You know, and, and, and I'll, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just I'll just say two things about that, right? Um, so we need to sequence it for the virus, right? Uh, and you know, I know it's not something. This is not something you just read in the, in, in the magazines. But if you look at how the virus has evolved, right? You would, if you had to pick. Um, you know, the types of receptors and the types of ways that it gains entry to your cells, a normal person wouldn't pick those routes. Does that make sense? It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so random. The, the mutations are so random that it's not from a computer algorithm. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. The other thing I would say is, um, so like I said, I'm, I'm a virologist and I've worked with viruses that are, for lack of better terms, can be used towards biodefense. Um, there are so many other easier to make bioweapons that people are not aware of. Coronavirus is too complicated. If there are viruses that you can make to barrage right now without any training, I just send you a copy of how to make it. Oh, Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
What? I told yeah, you so, send me a copy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, <laughs> but you, <laughs> my, my, my point my point, and this is this is really more towards like the conspiracy theories. If you wanted to make something that was foolproof, you would not start with a complicated system. You would start with something very easy. I don't want to say the names, but you will start with things that are so easy that you can tell, you know, someone that has never been to school to make it. And that and, and those viruses are also very, 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 very uh, contagious and would would basically decimate, you know, large, large groups of people. It'll make it'll make coronavirus look like uh, coronavirus is child's play. So my you know my point is, you know, this is not come from a lab in Wuhan. And if it came from a lab in Wuhan, you know, to what end, right? If you want to make a virus, you want to make a virus get control. You know, you don't want to make make a virus that is just indiscriminately like hitting people. Yeah. Right. So you want control. That is how yeah. you know. And then the second thing is if you want to make a virus, why make it hard? Why just make the, the, the easiest virus that has the highest impacts, but not this one. This one is like this one is still. We're still talking about a two to three percent mortality. So that means three out of a hundred people will die COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But the viruses that are easier to make can give you five, six, seven, ten people that come. <laughs> so, so, so why, why? Why does this one have so much publicity, though? It, it's it's like everywhere. Like everybody's just, you know, scared of this COVID nineteen. Yeah, because, because well, one there is the infectious part of it, right? You know, we are we are very we are so this this virus highlights how connected we are as a, as a world. Right? Wuhan. I have never been to Wuhan. You've never been to Wuhan. Well, you are you are affected by Wuhan because are, because of globalization. We're, everyone, someone here, someone in Wuhan, someone in Beijing can hop on a plane and bring a virus over. Someone in Italy can hop on a plane and bring a virus over. Someone in the US can hop on a plane and go to France and bring a virus over. So you know, the spread is very 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 contagious. You know, and then secondly, it's impacting economy. So that's what that's what makes it really, really um, uh, scary, right? Yeah. You, know, you see that folks are petrified, right? You know, everyone is shutting down, businesses are shutting down. You know, foundation businesses like you know where you go to eat, you know where people congregate to hang out, um, you know movies, what have you. You know, things. Are, the world is changing because of how we are all kind of affected by all of this. Um, so, yeah, it's just, and, 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 and I think it's just, we are being kind of primed, you know, to think about how infectious diseases are going to affect us moving forward. Uh, because it, 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 you have to have time in the global conversation for a impact. This is more serious. This is more serious than I thought, you know. I thought I, I thought it was just going to be like a walk a walk through the park for us. In the next couple of months, you know, we are we are out of the out of this whole COVID-19 thing, but <laughs> from all I've seen, probably going to get no, to like September, I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean at least at least in the US we we're, we're not going to see anything 
any kind of return to normal operations or no any kind of normalcy until um, I I was hearing sometime you know end of May maybe end of June, right? Uh, so so basically summer, right? You know kids are still kids are at home now. Uh, no one is going to school. You know so everything nothing is going to come back until uh, sometime you know towards the summer. And I think that's 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 the best way to look at this in terms of um, you know either conservation of resources or just you know how you plan your next couple of months. Okay. So um yes I'm here I'm I'm here I'm done. What, Femi, what uh, yeah, Dele, yeah. are you are you are you still there? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah I'm still here. Okay. Okay okay guys we, we can would 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 definitely sit sit again and you know discuss this because it is a is a, a very long is a is a very long topic you know because we, we can't really cover we can't really cover every, every everything today you know but moving moving for moving forward you know this social distancing can and do you as in is it is this is it is it something that is definitely an option for 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 every everybody in the world you know to engage in yes i mean i think anyone can, i mean it little goes a long way but i think you know, as, as as many of us can, that can participate in this the better um i mean it's like I said, we are we are starting to realize how connected we are. So you know, if if a place in Wuhan is affected, the world is affected. Otherwise, if we are not, um, you know, keeping to the same type of uh, guidance in terms of isolation, then it's bound to just you know, spiral back up, right? You 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 heard about China having issues with uh new um new visitors bringing the virus back in so they, then they, they then they close down their borders so those are, those are the kind of things i'm talking about you know really trying to curb or curb this virus as much as possible uh so that you know we don't open up our homes and our and our borders and then see all this happen again okay guys that's that's cool that's cool that's cool so um at the at, at the end of the day you know we just we, we just we just hope that you know this whole thing this whole this whole thing ends you know and we just go back to our lives because i don't know i don't know how you're finding the social the um the isolation but you know it's not it's not really funny over here yeah i mean you know to be fair as i said earlier on you know it's tough on people but you know it's something we'll all have to do you know because at the end of the day we don't we don't want to see things happening to you know close friends and families and you know all the things yeah. we get in the news every day about a lot of people dying. These are huge numbers, so I think it's really important for all of us to just do our bit by staying back yeah. home. But as I said, this I don't think it's a time to think about you know you're losing out on a lot of money, you're not working and all that. But we just need to all stay put for a few weeks and hopefully the numbers will start you know coming down a bit. Right. I agree. Femi, you, do you want to? Do you, do you have any input? Um, well, not um, much. So I'm just trying to stay as positive um, as I can. So yeah. 
And I'm using the time to bond with my family because I don't get to spend a lot of time with them. So <laughs> for now, I'm still kind of frustrated on them enjoying it, even though they're beginning to drive me crazy. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Anyway, guys, thanks, thanks, thanks for these. You know, hopefully, would um, would 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 jump in again and and see and see where this and see where this whole thing take us because. You know, it's it's been really crazy, man. Around the world, it's been really crazy. But you know, we just pray. We just pray for the best, and um, hope hopefully this 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 old this old thing passes and we go back to our to our normal lives. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you can. I'm you're tired. You're you're tired at home already. You want, you want to just move, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it, like you know, to what Femi said, it's just you know, you 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 don't know how much work it is to, to actually just stay put in the house with with young kids that are essentially bouncing off the walls, right? Because they they're just used to like this other routine, but now they have to stay put and maybe go out every once in a while, and then you have to take them, right? So there's there's work at the same time. So there's a lot of um. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a lot. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to us kind of getting back to to, to any kind of uh, resemblance of normalcy. Okay, cool guys, nice one. And guys, stay stay safe, social distancing, and safe isolation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you guys. Yeah. 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 Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right.